everyone. Thank you for joining us. You are now tuned in to Trish Chat, a series that promotes meaningful dialogue around identity, culture, and real-life stories. We are your hosts, Steph and Jess, and everything you'll hear in our episodes are based on personal experiences. Make sure to tune in every Monday to hear our latest episodes. everybody welcome back to trish chat i'm here with jess she looks like the head coach of the yankees <laughs> what's up coach you're such an asshole what's up coach you wow. coaching little league later wow coming at me yep. Shade. and right. we're here with our resident guest elisa hello everyone good to see you again yes elisa has done an episode with us before. She's about to do her TED Talk right now on red flags. That's what we're going to talk about today. She's about to drop a couple bangers. Get your notebooks out. Take a second. Get a pen. Get some pieces of paper or your journal. Yes. And get ready for a banger. Amazing. Um, So yeah, so today we're talking about red flags. We're going to go through um, a couple of questions and just have a a conversation. Um, Before we start, uh, I'll define red flags Elisa, just like, please add if I miss anything. Um, to me, it's very simple. Red flags are warning signs or indicators that something needs to be questioned. And there are things that I think, Elisa, you talked about this before we um, filmed the episode, but we oftentimes see red flags as something that you can spot in other people. But you mentioned spotting red flags in yourself, which I, we'll probably talk about soon. But yeah, that was like, I was like, yeah, yeah. dang. <laughs> Yeah, you don't even think about that. that no. Was, that was a great ad. Yeah. Um, so so let's start. When did you first learn the concept of red flags? Lisa? Yeah, um, this was rather recent. So um, probably within the last like seven to eight months, um, I'd always known about this concept and tried to avoid issues in the past. But I think I was able to internalize and understand that um, – Red flags, I started to realize them when I realized that my intuition was off, um, mm. that maybe my distinctor or that uh, that element that sort of guided me in my life, um, that there were some areas of myself that needed to be healed mm. and things that I saw or that other people saw when I ended a particular relationship that uh, were red flags and that I hadn't seen for some reason. Mm. So it was really, really huge for me to recognize that well, I thought I was in something that was growing and building and developing. In reality, there had been all these red flags that if I'd been more cognizant or maybe, you know, once I was able to be objective and outside of that relationship, I was able to notice. Dang. <laughs> TED Talk told you. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Jess? Yeah, I would agree. I think the last few years I've been, <clears throat> I've always known about the concept, but I've never really like dug into it. Um, and the only reason that's happened is because I've been reflecting on like my relationships as a whole um, and trying to find the patterns. And when I start, I think it it's honestly in hindsight, when you start really looking at these red flags and thinking, fuck, they were always there. Um, yeah. We yeah. just, we just didn't want to see them. Um, so I would say, yeah, the last few years for me um, is when I've kind of learned that concept and what it meant. I would agree with that. I think that I had heard the concept of red flags years ago, but I had thought about red flags as something that is super obvious, um, like from like a interpersonal relationship standpoint. Um, 
let's say you meet a person and you start dating and you go to like the bar with them and they get super drunk and smash a window like wow red flag like that person has like they get violent when they drink and it wasn't something that I had thought of as a red flag is um, someone who doesn't want to spend any time with you someone who wants to spend too much time with you like Mm -hmm. things that we can interpret in many different ways where we can we often assume has like a good intention Yep. And we we don't pick it up as a red flag, but it actually is. So I've learned more about what red flags is, like kind of from a 360 view in the last, I would say, couple of months because I've been doing the work on myself. Mm-hmm. But I've known red flags in general for years, just not in the way that I should have. Yeah, you probably saw them in other people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like we're so yeah. much better when it comes to being objective. And I think, um, I don't know about you, but just adding on to that a little bit more, uh, especially when you're somebody that that really believes in potential, if that you're somebody mm-hmm. that really has been able to pull yourself out of circumstances. Um, sometimes we ignore those red flags because we feel like we're not giving the person a chance to fully actualize. Maybe yes. it's just the condition or maybe I did something mm-hmm. or maybe mm-hmm. if I, and so I think like sometimes we get sold on that idea of potential that we're not actually believing the version of someone that they're telling us that they are through their actions. Yeah. Sure. Right? So Especially at the beginning of a relationship where things are supposed to be fun and you're like, oh, I don't want to ruin it with like, yeah, I just want to let them be. Yeah. Or they're, they're going to change over time. Yeah. Or I'm going to change them. Mm. Mm-hmm. Which you're not. Preach. You're not. <laughs> you're not, sis. Um, so what are, I know we've talked a little bit about this already, but let's get a little bit more concrete in terms of what are some examples of red flags you've experienced in your life? both in others and in yourself. So going back to like that, that, that comment that Elisa made before, um, we started recording in terms of seeing red flags in yourself and noticing them. What are some examples of that in others and yourself? Yeah, I guess I can go. Um, <clears throat> I think for me, uh, I'll give some examples. Like I remember being friends with a couple people actually um, who anytime I would share anything about me and like an accomplishment there was never any like acknowledgement of it it was more Mm. about how did you do that like uh, trying to understand like how I made that happen and never making it about me um I've realized lately that's a huge red flag and that there's no that's that's part of making space um which goes into my next one is like being friends with someone that never asked about me it was the conversation was always one-sided yeah. Like I, I would, my energy would get drained. I'd be in there and be like, why is it never like anything? I could come out. I'm like, shit, I didn't even share anything. Oh. <laughs> um, um, I, I used to have a friend who used to, um, always borrow money, but never pay back. <laughs> like, That's a big red flag. Yeah. That's one of those obvious but ones. That, but that was one of those things where it, it happened it wasn't like back to back, like they would ask for money every week. It was like every, I don't know, six months they would need something because they were like struggling. And yeah. and I was raised to um, kind of always take care of your, your loved ones. And so I yeah. never questioned um, the money. And then after a while, I was like, fuck, this has been going on for a couple of years and I never get paid back. Like, <laughs> like I probably should talk to them about this. Um so that that was one um people who can't like take criticism i've been mm-hmm. friends who are in relationships where like i i've tried to just be honest about how i feel and what they're the experience they're creating for me and 
they would get very defensive and that that's a fucking red flag um one of the other ones i guess um in like dating someone i remember dating someone um who thought i was amazing within like the first week of knowing me and i was like this feels weird you don't really even know me so how do you know i'm amazing you know like that was my intuition kind of kicking in and being like okay, I'm not used to this. Like this, this can't be like real. Um, and that's when obviously I ignore that red flag. Um, but I think when we, uh, when there's some sort of infatuation without even like knowing you, like that's, um, Elisa had brought this up before, like love bombing. Yeah. I think that was a form of love bombing. Um, Can one of you define love bombing for those who don't know? There's different forms of it. Um, you can jump in Elisa, just kind of that, like someone who, it's just like infatuated with you and like being so nice and saying you're beautiful and all this amazingness like at the beginning of a relationship to kind of bring you into like that relationship. Um, and there's like conscious and unconscious love bombing. Um, but people who are conscious about it do this on purpose where they're like, they'll wine and dine you. Um, they'll like make sure that you be- become addicted to them. And then, Ooh. yeah. But some people do it unconsciously as well. Cause they, I mean, look at movies, right? Like, you're just, like, trying to win that, the girl or the guy or whatever. Um, And then you start taking that away over time. Um, Because the person's become become addicted to that type of behavior. Yeah. So now they take it and they they use that as, like, a pawn to be able to, like, bring you in when they want stuff. Right? So if they start taking it away, you're like, wait, 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 what's going on? And then they'll bring it back when they want something. I don't know. Did I define it pretty? No, that uh, was really good. I think this is definitely typical of narcissists. Yeah. Um, I do think that there are folks though that, you know, there's also the codependent with amongst us who Mm want to, want to be that best version of themselves. But in in reality, it's a mask, right? So the the idea of being love bombed, it's like exactly how it sounds. It's like they drop the bomb. They're showering you with love and affection. There's a bit of idolization that's happening and they Mm -hmm. generally, it works best on folks that you know, are sort of looking for love. Um, Mm -hmm. And again, like you said, in movies, we've been taught what that version of love is. And it becomes highly addictive because you start to really, it's almost a way of like, wow, they're platforming me as the version of myself that I never thought anyone would love. Um, There's Mm -hmm. also this idea too with this mask that there is, and I've definitely had this happen to me before, they want to fit into the version of what they believe you will love. Right. Dang. So I've yeah. I've had people if I shared, you know, sort of what I want in life, they're like, I want that exact thing. This is crazy. And they'll kind of use that language like, isn't this amazing? Are you feeling it too? <laughs> and <laughs> are you feeling it? Red flag. <laughs> Total red flag. And what's so funny is that, you know, I think about red flags, what's beautiful about it is that we can recall all those moments where something felt off. Um, yeah. in relationships, they actually call it, and I just read this New York Times article about it. It's called the ills. The, the ills, ills that you can sometimes ills. get, almost those elements of repulsion mm-hmm. um, that you get that we sometimes ignore because we recognize that relationships bring fear or anxiety. And so what I realized is that when I was love bombed, um, it sounded a lot like I was falling in love, right? Mm. So like I would go to my therapist, I would go to my friends and they're like, this is totally normal. You're just nervous. Mm-hmm. And because I was also, I was sharing it not like, oh my God, this person's being nuts. I was sharing mm-hmm. it like, okay, this is kind of crazy, but she wants the same things. Is this right? Mm-hmm. And my friends were like, well, I mean, it, it sounds like you're happy, right? <laughs> so, you know, because the bomb works. 
Yeah. And then the mask comes off because that is actually, that could not be sustainable right. and it's not real. And so at that point they manipulate you and you're kind of hook, line and sinker. For mm-hmm. me, it was like the perfect kryptonite, right? Mm-hmm. Because that person saw me at a really low moment in my life and they, they platformed me. And then all of a sudden it started getting taken away. And as somebody that recognizes potential, I'm like, oh, if I just do X, Y, Z, like I did before, mm-hmm. lose myself, betray myself <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I just, can get just a few things. Maybe I can get back to that place. Yeah, that's so real. Yeah, that's exactly it. Um, so that sucks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then the last thing I think, you know, when with red red flags within myself, I I think what I've noticed lately is just recognizing my codependency and when I when I catch myself trying to fix people's problems, when I try to help them fix their problems and I have to like catch myself before it gets too far. And that's not to say that I'm like, I don't know, calling this person every day and being like, we have to fix this. Like you told me this is a problem. Let's keep fixing it. But it's more like it's, it's constantly on my mind. Like how can I help this person solve that? Mm. Um, Because that's the role I've played my whole life. So I'm so much better at catching myself with that stuff. But I think that that's, that's definitely a, a red flag for me. Nice. (laughs) <laughs> you're like fuck but you're codependent yeah <laughs> already knew oh thanks already knew um you mentioned a lot of red flags i think you you've taken a, a lot of the ones that i've experienced i would say that um in my previous relationship oh God. sorry i just have to laugh i don't mean to be offensive i just want to laugh um I think that there were a lot of red flags and I, yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, yes. Okay. In, 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 in a previous relationship, I was with a guy and that's a red flag because yes. I'm a lesbian. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's yep. the laughing. Yep. Um, but I think there were a lot of red flags that, and like Elisa says that you look back and in hindsight, you're like, oh shit, like that was a red flag. That was a red flag. That was a red flag. And I felt them at the time, but I think that, well, one, I was raised not to share my feelings. So there's that. And two, I think I was embarrassed that this person was this way. And so I didn't want to share that. It was kind of like waiting for them to change or trying to change them. You mean share that with other people that like, yeah, like confide, you know, normally if, 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 if you, if you have that relationship with friends, and I would hope that you do, if you're starting to see someone and they do something and it you think it's a red flag, but you're not sure, sometimes you just want to bounce that off of friends of like, this person did something and I'm not sure how I feel about it. And just maybe hear what your friends have to say who know you and who aren't emotionally like invested in that as you may be because it's new and like it's exciting. And they might be able to ground you back and say, that's a big, that's a big red flag or like, that's something you should watch out for. Perhaps you should talk to this person about it and just confirm that this, this wasn't their intention. Mm -hmm. So I, I saw a lot of those, but I think I was just embarrassed. So I didn't bring it up. (laughs) I'm being honest. Can you share a red flag that you have? So I think one of their flags would be freedom is one of my core values. Jess has been with me long enough to to know that and that my time is is mine and I choose to share that with her. Um, and when I was with this person, anytime that I would like go out to a party with my friends or whatever, they would get like overly like, I love you. I just hope you know that. 
in a way that was like very unnatural to the way that they acted before they weren't super loving in that way and they would anytime that i was about to go out they would they would start saying that and it actually made me really uncomfortable mainly because i, I was uncomfortable with emotions but also because i felt like the intention behind that was a little bit weird in the sense that why are you only sharing this before i go out you you might not trust me that might be the case which we shouldn't be together if that's the case but also it, it felt very manipulative mm -hmm. um and then another red flag for me was this was just one that came from my own intuition where this person would like say things to me and i just didn't believe them mm. it, something about it just fell off um it turns out this person was a liar but you know my right. intuition was right but it, it it just felt really off because they always had like a very long story about things or if I asked like a clarifying question, they would get really angry. Um, and so that to me was like, mm, like if you're just telling me something casually, why are you getting so upset about me asking questions mm -hmm. um, about it? And so they would gaslight me and be like, why do you have to ask so many questions? Do you not trust me? Um, and so that was like, that's a, that was a big red flag yeah. um, because there was no space for me there. And then I would say the last one, um, is, you know, anytime that I would share my feelings, if I, if something, I didn't like something or something upset me, um, it would turn into an argument and they just didn't want to talk anymore. Mm. And so it, it was a way of, again, of gaslighting me of like, you brought this up at the wrong time, or you said the wrong thing, or why did you have to ruin a good conversation or ruin a good time? Mm -hmm. And it just constantly made me question of like, did I say that at the wrong time? Did I say the wrong thing? Am I overreacting? And that's my truth at that point. And, you know, whoever I'm with should be able to accept that. And if I'm being irrational, you know, at least make space for that. And just let me know, like, it, it sounds like you may need a little bit of time to sit with that because I'm not really, you're overreacting, whatever it may be. But there was never any space for me. And that was a big red flag. And it always bothered me. But I didn't address it. Mm. Um, so those are like just three high level ones. Right. I think ones that are like not super obvious. Um, because there was a lot of gaslighting there. Um, but just something that, you know, if I could go back, I wish I would have addressed those things. Right. Um, and then I think one of the biggest red flags in myself is, is the fact that I tend to, because I was raised not to share my feelings, I tend to withhold them. Um, and so when something bothers me, or even when I'm really happy about something, I tend to not share that. And that emotion gets bottled up and it is released in other ways, mm -hmm. right? Just because I, I'm like, oh, this little thing bothered me that, you know, just did. Um, but I'm just going to let that go. And then I'm just going to move on. Like that comes out in another way Yeah. Um, later on that day or at another point in time. And so I have to really work hard. Um, and you have to check me times when I don't share my emotion. And you can tell that I'm not sharing an emotion because I struggle so much with that. So that's a, a big red flag within me of like share what you feel or just communicate like, you know, Something's feeling a little off for me and I need to explore that. And that might be why you see that my mood is a little off, but I just wanted to give you that heads up instead of like people feel weird because they're like, what's, why is she, why is she look like that? Like, why is her energy so low? Mm -hmm. And I'm just trying to figure out what's going on. Mm -hmm. So it's a red flag for me. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, it's one of our biggest discussions, right? Yeah. You know, we, we get into it and it, 
that's what it is. It's just communication and yeah, I'm open about that shit. So yeah, I'm all about expressing myself. Oh yeah, you are. Some <laughs> of us, it's a little bit harder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about you, Elisa? Um, those are so many good, good points that were brought up. So I don't want to. I'll touch on a few of them, but I think some of the bigger red flags that I've seen, um, and I will just state, you know, I'm coming from a pretty toxic relationship and one where I've had to um, do a lot of healing. So I'm, I'm actually, it was the best lesson I could have learned in my life. So I will say if you're in a relationship and you're like, oh crap, I have all these red flags and you're still in it for a reason, um, just know in every situation there will be learning from it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were definitely ways along the way that I could have um, sort of gotten myself out. Um, but I was obsessed with the potential Mm -hmm. and I was actually obsessed with learning. So, um, Mm. there was so much growth around being (laughs) with somebody who had so many issues and, um, and I grew in that way, but I realized it, it depleted me in other ways. Mm. So I think, um, red flags for me, um, definitely are oversharing probably off the bat a little bit too much. So I noticed in my last relationship that this person, um, you know, would say, oh my goodness, I told that person that story of that thing. And I'm like, didn't you just meet him in the airport? Which like, (laughs) again, not a huge deal if it's something that you're authentically in that moment, you feel compelled to share. It's a stranger. It's okay. But even just recognizing on our first date, they had mentioned some really, really heavy things that had happened to them. And, um, and they kind of knew that I was a person that was an empath, that's an empath. So I think that created, um, almost like a trauma, you know, there was like a, a, a sort of the trauma bomb in itself and eventually a trauma bond, right? Because what I recognize is that this person was displaying things that I had experienced in childhood in some respect and mm-hmm. it felt normal. So we kind of were sort of in this complementary symbiotic relationship where we yeah. were in a sense reprogramming <laughs> and re-triggering ourselves every day. Yeah. Um, so I think that that sort of oversharing off the bat um, that then, of course, creates an imbalance, right? Because at the end of the day, when someone fills up a room, they fill up a room. And I think that that became really apparent for me, um, just recognizing that I would, you know, like just that you mentioned th- that their problems became the things that I worried about. Mm-hmm. Um, or I would listen to like, because I do coaching on the side, I would listen to some amazing coach talk about something and I'm like, oh my God, she needs to hear that. <laughs> um, mm. I think another thing too was realizing that there was always an, a time, and I can remember a thousand times, where I would offer something or there would be an implication that I would need to do something and she would say, are you sure? Are you mm. sure? And it always made it seem that I was the one offering things, but I recognize now that it was a, it was a stage of manipulation that was played. And yeah. so I think like recognizing that there was so much overgiving um, at times for me, you know, my own red flag martyrdom, right? Because mm-hmm. I realized that I, I, I had only known a kind of love that I had to work for. So I um. think like also recognizing that sort of the constant asks, um, the assumption that, you know, I'm stronger than they are. And so I have more to give. Um, I think in addition, um, really not knowing who they are. So there might be, you know, one day they're happy or they're this person and another day they're another thing. And so it was really hard to, to really understand what was true and what was real. Mm-hmm. And when you're around somebody that um, is displaying that sort of a red flag, it really does create a confusion within the dynamic. Yeah. And I think even now I look back and I actually don't know what was real. So that distortion and that disillusionment um, was really hard to break from, and it was pretty toxic. Um, I think in addition, 
also another red flag specifically in relationships um, is sort of bad talking exes to the point of like, whoa, this is, there's some unresolved things, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this person was particularly very angry about men um, who I, 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 you know, acknowledge had, had really hurt them, but just the, um, it, it, it permeated into everything. So I almost would try not to share things that I that had happened to me in that day because whoever I was talking to had maybe slighted me or, you know, something became demons or evil. And, you know, I should do this. And does she need me to be angry at them? And I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> I can yeah. handle these things by myself. Right. So I think there created a dependency sort of on either end that really did classify itself as a trauma bond. And I think I recognized um, that this happens in every in every scenario. It happens in friendships as well. Mm -hmm. And I've had to walk away from a few friendships that um, that either there was not a, enough space for my pain mm -hmm. or it was so one sided or it was heavily manipulative behavior, right? Mm -hmm. Like maybe calling something out that I did, even though that person had done it like 10 times. Yeah. Right. So I think that imbalance happens yeah. a lot. And I think I recognized too um, that when I got out of this particular romantic relationship, I saw a lot of scenarios where I was still settling for the same thing. And I was seeing red flags in other areas, work, my friendships, the way that I regarded my physical health. Um, so I think what's beautiful about red flags, so like we should be grateful for them too, are that they help to remind us um, that we do have this intuition mm -hmm. that, you know, even if we have gone so deep down and maybe we're with somebody that like we really know is not good for us or in a situation we know is not good for us, that we always have that, that truth that if once we, you know, are able to silence ourselves or find ourselves detached from that situation, we can truly um, reflect and say, actually, I did know, and I do know, and now mm -hmm. I know better. Yeah, so. I like that. Yeah, because I completely agree. Um, intuition, just like understanding that we all have it, and just like tuning into that. Um, Listening to that. For sure. One I'm curious about that. Yes. One other one that I just, I forgot about, but I just uh, remembered as you were talking about. Um, a red flag for me is, if you're in a relationship with someone who doesn't have friends, mm. that's a fucking red flag. Yeah. And I've dated plenty of women who have like limited friends and I'm like, oh no, it's just, she's misunderstood. No, fuck that. There's a reason that's not happening and that will yeah. come out later yeah. um, in your relationship and you'll start seeing why. Whether or not, it's not that they're a bad person or anything like that. It's just... It, there's unresolved shit and there's a reason why that they're not able to maintain these like strong relationships so yeah. how are they going to be able to maintain a strong relationship with you yeah mm. i think for me that brings up um another red flag which i think can be really hard to see but it's um looking at the way that someone that you date treats other people mm -hmm. um because for me and this might not be for everyone but for me i want someone who is genuine enough that they will treat me with kindness, whether I am their romantic partner or not, mm -hmm. um, or whether I can do something for them or not. And I think that's very visible by the way that they treat um, other people around them who aren't necessarily, can't necessarily do anything for them at that moment. Right. Um, because for me, that says that if you, if you treat an ex-friend or whoever, you talk about them like shit, you, you treat them like shit, you treat people like, who can't do anything for you like shit, it means at the point where I'm no longer serving you as a romantic partner, that's exactly how you're going to treat me. Right. 
That's such a good point. I think also just an adjacent um, point to that would be somebody who constantly plays a victim, mm-hmm. right? And so, because yeah. I, I think I definitely have seen that in past relationships where, you know, not only is it all about them, but, you know, there is there is a lot behind that around yeah. how someone regards themselves and someone can only love you as much as they love themselves. Yeah. And, you know, anything that you expect that they're doing to themselves, eventually they'll do to you, yeah. right? And sometimes when they play the victim a lot, everyone else becomes the culprit, including you. Mm. Mm -hmm. snap snap write these down (laughs) (laughs) when do you both think that people notice red flags i think in hindsight it's it's like after you're out of a relationship i think on average that's when people usually realize the red flags i think to elisa's point your intuition is trying to like help you out but i don't think most people unless unless you've been through it enough times where you've you're so aware of who you are and you've reflected. Yeah. Like, I think now if I went into a relationship or even just like friendship, like those red flags are really like apparent for me. But before now, it was always hindsight. It was always like reflecting on like the relationship. I'm like, holy shit, those were all red flags. Like I wasn't crazy. And so I think that I also just want anyone listening to this episode to understand that yes, at the point where you begin to get to know yourself, you are going to have a list in your mind of like, these red flags are a big no-no for me or these types of behaviors are a big no-no for me. But I think there's also checking in with yourself of, you know, every person that you meet is different, whether it's going to be a friendship, a a work relationship, a romantic relationship. There's going to be things that people do that cause you to pause for a second And it may not be a red flag that you have noticed before, experienced before, but just because you know yourself well and you know your red flags doesn't mean that people can't surprise you with some new stuff. Um, And so it's just about any time that something causes you to pause, you should get curious about that and like try and figure out why that made you feel a little bit off or Mm -hmm. upset you or made you feel however it did. Yeah, I agree. I think um, for me, I can acknowledge I saw them from the beginning. Yeah. And I made excuses for them because, again, I, I was coming from a love bomb, <laughs> was a mm-hmm. love bomb and post bomb. And um, and I do think that, Jess, you, got, you said something that was really powerful. It's like once you start to develop self-awareness about yourself and start to recognize, you know, for me, it was when I started to recognize what was what was healthy within me and then what was um, really not growing to the level that I would have liked. Um, mm-hmm. It was definitely recognizing that I was not being appreciated or like, you know, things didn't add up and um, definitely starting to share that in therapy. So I think like having that outlet was really powerful. But one huge thing I think that we can all see. So if you're like, hold on, am I experiencing red flags? Um, Is looking at your health and looking at how your body is feeling. Mm. And there was so much that was happening for me physically in that relationship, including like my little face was like drying up. Like Mm -hmm. I you know, was, was gaining a little bit of weight. Like there was just a lot of stuff there that my body was basically telling me like, there's something wrong here. And it was, that's what I noticed to the most. Like, it's like, fine. I, I, you know, I could work through all these things and I could reason them in my head, but I couldn't reason that my body was screaming at me. And I think that, you know, just even understanding, like when you're going through conversations, like where are you feeling pain or sensation in your body and how does that show up? So I think that was a, that was a big way for me to get out of the situation is just recognizing that it was actually physically unhealthy. That's me. a that's a really good point. Um, super helpful. 
I, yeah. I can definitely relate to that, like reflecting back now. Oh, yeah. yeah. So so I think, Elisa, you you touched on this. And I think I touched on this a little bit in terms of was there ever a point in your life where you noticed red flags and didn't do anything about them and why? And I think you mentioned you made excuses for them. I mentioned I was just embarrassed. <laughs> uh, what about you, Jess? I relate with Elisa. I think for, for most of my life, I've focused on people's potential yeah. versus the reality of who they are. Because I I would always think, oh, they'll be better in, you know, in the future. I'll help them get there. Or yeah they'll change their mind about this or they're just, they're going to become more aware and mature once, you know, we start having these type of conversations. I completely, completely would ignore them just because I thought I could fix it. Mm -hmm. But you did, you didn't, did you realize at that moment, like this is a red flag or were you just like, "Mm, I don't really like this about this person, but they'll probably, they'll change. I think the first few times it was like, uh, that kind of see the body thing. Like I felt weird and I was like, fuck, I got to sit on this. And then, I'd forget it and be like, oh, it's okay, like whatever. And then it happened again. And I'm like, okay, now I have to like, now I got to fix this. You know, not, like they're, they're not really like that. They couldn't be because I like them, right? Like I would <laughs> never be attracted to somebody that um, showed signs of being toxic or not aligning with like my values, right? Like Lies we tell ourselves. Right, but like that's what I would think. I would think like I could never like – why would I fool myself? Like that would never happen. But in fact, that's, that's what happened. I was falling for someone who had all these things and I just kept pushing them aside. I feel like you just said something that a lot of people probably go through and why they kind of brush the red flags off is because we never want to think that we could yeah. be a date, someone be friends with someone work in an environment that is toxic or whatever it may be because right. it's a reflection of the choices that we make. Oh yeah. It's, a it's fucking, the ego. Yeah. It's the ego. And that's why red flags are actually an awesome opportunity to recognize like, what am I allowing or what am I telling myself that I deserve? And I think I've had to, I've vacillated between was I, you know, we talked about potential, but I remember thinking I'm actually stronger than most people. I can take mm. it. I can take it. I could fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realize now I really actually needed to put all that energy into fixing myself. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like yeah. it's like, you know, and, and I and I had like become a coach and I had all these things, but there was a lot of childhood trauma that I had not reconciled. Mm. And there was a normal, you know, hashtag normal version or, you know, quote unquote normal version of love that I've been taught that if I did X, Y, Z, then everything would work out well. Um, but what I didn't recognize is that being in alignment with another person that was depleting and, and basically yeah. killing me mm-hmm. at the end, um, was just not good for me and that right. I didn't deserve that. And I think Jess, you and I had been talking about this the other day. It's like, when do you recognize that something is bad for you? And I'm like, for me, when I know something is toxic and hurting me, I have to do something. Mm -hmm. So like in the relationship that I just mentioned before, someone was basically like, I don't feel like there's enough room in this relationship for you. It took a friend literally crying in my face and saying, I'm incredibly worried because I hadn't been sharing anything that was real. I was just sharing the ways that I had grown (laughs) or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I think like recognizing for me, and that was actually an ego hit too, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh shoot, like this person sees that something's wrong. One, I trust your judgment inherently, but up until that point, I think I would have, my ego would have been so sensitive where I would have probably taken offense to it because you're telling me that you think this person who I align myself with is bad. What does that mean about me? Right. Oh, that's so fucking perfect. Yeah. Ego is huge in that. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> you're writing that down. I know. Well, I mean, 
fuck, we just dropped some bangers and we didn't even realize it. Like, that's awesome. I said at the beginning, it's about to be a banger. That's the <laughs> expectation. <laughs> For sure. Um, what do you think that we can do to become more aware of red flags um, early in our relationships, both romantic and platonic? I think under, like understanding ourselves, like doing the work to know what are our triggers what what you know what is potential versus reality working on your ego like being able to truly know who you are i think helps you make better decisions about who you're interact interact with um and then i think just reminding yourselves like reminding yourself of red flags like the ones in your past and what are your red flags what are your boundaries like what are those things so that when you're interacting with new people or existing people when that happens and kind of listening to your body and being like oh I recognize that that is not something that I can continue with I, I don't have space for that yeah. um, which goes back to just kind of knowing yourself and and doing the work as we always talk about um, those are kind of the two things. And and even if that's like making a list of like the red flags within other people, within yourself. And I think when it's top of mind, at least for me, because it's top of mind, it's so much easier for me to catch now when someone is like triggering me in that way. Yeah. I kind of, I get curious, like you were saying, like, okay, they did that, you know, and I start seeing those patterns a lot easier than I used to before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say that you need to check in with yourself um, and understand that, um, one, if something makes you feel off or causes you pause, like that's your intuition telling you that you need to explore why that felt a certain way. You need to communicate a boundary around that. Um, and two, which I have to remind myself this all the time, which is because something felt you can convince yourself that something's really small at the moment, but it still caused you to feel a certain way. And that's your experience. If you decide that you want to suppress it at that moment and not address it, it's going to come back. Mm -hmm. So if you are feeling really off, someone's actions are just making you feel really weird. You're, you're feeling anger, sadness, whatever it may be. If you decide, well, it's not worth it, or that was just this one small thing, or it's because, you know, I didn't get enough sleep that day, whatever. It's going to come back. So it's just worth it for you to address it at that moment. And addressing it may mean that you get curious about it to try and understand why you felt that way. It may also mean that you talk to the person about it because a boundary needs to be set, or maybe you need clarification on why someone did something. And that is scary, but that vulnerability in doing that is going to cause you so much freedom. Mm-hmm versus holding that stuff in definitely and accepting the reason why they did it and like accepting those things instead of making it up and being like well they said this right. don't but, tell your story don't tell yourself a story but yeah. to like elisa's point like i'm stronger and more knowledgeable about this stuff so they don't really mean that they're gonna what they really mean is x y and z and yeah. sometimes the meaning doesn't the intent doesn't mean anything right the experience that you had means more right agreed Yeah. I think um, definitely it sounds like we've talked a little bit about sort of what happens when red flags happen and how do you, you know, set the boundaries for them. I think one thing I just want to get to and sort of coming out of something that wasn't healthy 
again, greatest teacher ever. Love it. Thank you so much for that experience. If you're listening, um, can is, you imagine <laughs> that might be happening? Um, is that, uh, so this is something I just learned and it's been so powerful to realize this. There's, there's two things. So one is that the universe doesn't know. I don't want, it only knows I want. So this mm. idea of manifestation, this idea of sort of of asking for what we desire and what we want and believing that we can get that thing. If I say, I don't want somebody that's going to be, what is the universe probably going to present? People <laughs> that are going to repeat those patterns yeah. right? versus recognizing. And so I think that process for me of really reflecting on what are the parts from this past. And I think it's really important to look at your past three to five relationships mm -hmm. and really understand what why was I attracted to that person? What was going on in my life? And learning to heal those things and reconcile those things is one thing, but I think learning a bit more about sort of what within your childhood, what am I maybe repeating in terms of patterns or behaviors? Um, that's one element. The other is then really figuring out like, what do I need and what do I want? So for me, um, you know, I think a, a place where I can establish boundaries and then be listened to and understood, right? And a, all of these things, um, just putting our, our, our desires and manifesting that out there is hopefully going to bring people that are going to help yeah. us. And they might bring people that do display some red flags, but that's an opportunity for us to really, again, assume, I would say there is assume that best intent, but also ask and say, hey, listen, that's how that came off to me. Was that what you intended to do? Yeah. Oh mm -hmm. my God, no, this is, so that was a bit of a miscommunication. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's really powerful. Um, and just recognizing that you have a, a, a soldier, you have a, sorry, an army of people around you, hopefully, and friends. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was really important because so many people had seen the red flags for me to actually like, especially, you know, as I'm starting to date somebody like, hey, like, what are your thoughts on this person? Mm -hmm. And really just like use that because I don't think that we apply the same logic uh, to our dating as we do to work. Right. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's like we just think, oh, my God, we're going to have this magical experience and mm -hmm. we're just going to let it float us away. And it's like, well, no, like, does this make sense? Is this person adding to your life? Do you feel like you're growing with them? Mm -hmm. yeah. um, you know, wh what do people say about this person? Oh, you love being around them. Or, you know, actually, I'm kind of worried about the way that she talks to you in that way. Right. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean that I'm like, you know, having this this analysis team over there. But right. I do think it means that I'm like, you know, how does this person engage with their family or their friends mm -hmm. or with me? And so I think just being able to use some, some really manifesting what you want, really recognizing what's important to you and then using the support and the resources around you to really recognize like, does this feel good? Yeah. Um, is going to help. And then obviously like, as you encounter these things, opening up communication, seeing if this person respects your boundaries yeah. or if they're perpetuating patterns that like really won't do well for either of you in the end. Yeah. Yeah. Bangers. Bangers. Straight bangers in here. Hashtag bangers. Uh, <laughs> um, so once you become, you meet a person, friend, lover, um, you become aware of red flags. Like what are some strategies that we can offer to our listeners in terms of how to address them? Mm. Yeah, you know, I think definitely... Um, I always like to understand sort of like, why is this happening? Mm. Like, you know, I think there's, a, we all, we obviously are talking about red flags and other people, but like, what might I be enabling or perpetuating out there? Yeah. I think is really important. So to really understand the why and, and figuring that out for yourself and then communicating that to the other person of like, you know, this is how I'm interpreting your behavior. Is this, 
really what you intended um, and really seeing how they respond to that because some you know some people might be playing out listen we're not we're not freshly wrapped outside of the box unfortunately mm-hmm. like, you can't unbox us um, we're we have gone through trauma and situations yeah. ourselves so I think definitely having that communication um, putting up boundaries and recognizing and communicating those um, and sometimes it takes um, saying hey listen this was really hurtful that you did to me and the person apologizing and then saying what are you going to do to make sure that that doesn't happen again in the future? Yes. And that's been a tough one for me to employ, but I think it's really important. Um, and I think it's really important also, too, to understand in friendships, et cetera, really understanding a person's history mm-hmm. helps a lot, too, because it, it might allow you to understand a person's behavior a bit more yeah. versus, like you said, making up those stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I will just say, if there are red flags to the point of things being incredibly toxic, get far away. Yeah. Get away. This is not healthy for you. Mm -hmm. And um, you can't fix another person. Mm -hmm. And it's incredibly patronizing to think that we can. Yeah. Yeah. And I would echo what you said, Elisa, earlier about clarifying too and saying what you did or what you said came across this way. Um, And either stating how that made you feel um, and asking, you you know, did, did you mean to did you intend that? Um, and then if you need to setting a boundary around that versus holding that in and telling yourself a story that the person didn't mean anything, or this is why they did it, et cetera. All those things and echoing, get the fuck out, like delimiting your contact and like removing yourself. Um, I think we, as people stay too long in those toxic relationships regardless if they're friendship work relationships yeah romantic um agree that's that's it thanks for joining us alisa this is so good yes if people want to find you where can they find you yeah so i um do energy coaching as well as career coaching so definitely happy to chat about red flags and careers as well um so my website is alisa e-l-i-s-a dash ramos r-a-m-o-s dot com um, or you can reach out to me at elisaramosgoogle.com. Yeah. Nice. We'll also put it in the show notes if yeah. you'd like. Um, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for being here and being vulnerable with us. This is so helpful for all of the listeners. I know they're going to play this over and over again. And Let me write those down. Take some notes. <laughs> no, these are, these are so good. And I think it's awesome that we're like on the same page, but we can like add more to it. So thank you, Elisa, for, for adding to all that. Thanks for having me. Cool. Thanks, everybody. Till next time. Bye. Peace.